No, you're moving to a van. You can live with that guy, Joey. <laughs> And shower no, in Dunkin' Donuts. No, because of because of first of all, it's twenty four hour fitness is where he showers. But I'm sure he poops in a lot of Dunkin' Donuts. Welcome to another episode, a vengeance-filled episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. Last week, we were we were unfair to one of our greatest friends and most loyal listeners, but also because we recorded the episode before he got around to watching Ted Lasso. And so at the moment that it was recorded, when we yelled shame against Josh, he hadn't watched it yet, but he watched it before the episode aired and I forgot to put a bumper. So I'll begin this episode with an apology and a welcome of Josh back to the show who has come here to defend his honor and talk about many other things. Josh, welcome back. Glad to be back. Was that if contrite? you could see my face, you could see my vengeance face. Was it was that a contrite enough introduction? The cacophony of shame yelling <laughs> at the beginning of the episode really threw me off last time. I say cacophony because all of you joined in in yelling shame, shame, oh, as if yeah, we were in we like did. the scarlet letter. It was great. Well, I mean, now that you've seen Ted Lasso, though, do, aren't you just slightly mad at anyone who hasn't watched it yet? No, and here's why. Okay. So first of all, what is the statute of time before I actually get shame for not watching a TV show? Because literally I heard about it three weeks before that episode must have been recorded, and I don't have Apple+. Plus. I think there's a certain amount of urgency, though, with certain shows, and that was one of them. No, no. There's urgency with shows like, you know, uh, Game of Thrones or Lost, where everyone's watching it on a weekly basis. When there's like eight people that love this fabulous show, you're not really worried about (laughs) figuring out what happened at the water cooler by accident. (laughs) I literally did that for you. Just for Mm -hmm. you. Exactly. And then Apple so, Plus keeps giving me free subscriptions. So like you're not I, Josh, you're not getting one of those free subscriptions. That's how I watched it. Although, is it free? Because I don't know. probably took out a credit card in my name and I'm like, like, you don't know with them. <laughs> That's fair. I have so many subscriptions now. I need to now have a subscription to a website that finds all my subscriptions. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just not into it yet. I'm just not willing to buy it. Although this show is good enough that it actually made me consider it. And the biggest problem is I can't even recommend it to anybody because what am I going to tell them to get Apple Plus? I think this show is worth having Apple Plus the same way. Now, this show's been out for a while, too. Like, I got really urgent about this, but people have been telling me for months to watch. So I I, I admit that there is a little myopia in my shaming of you. Uh, uh, <laughs> Becky, before we get back to Josh and his many complaints, how have you been doing? Today was kind of a big day. A big day. It was a bit of like, or I would say an important day. Today, we took our older daughter for, I mean, we didn't take her, we were in the car, but we did, we we got for our older daughter, 
her first happy meal, which these days, especially being in like where I live in California is like a bit blasphemous. Like it's a good thing. No one I know, like none of my friends, I don't, I don't think my friends, I feel like happy meals now come with like salad and apples. Like, I don't even know if they they do. So I'll, I'll explain it to you. Like biodegradable toys made out of potatoes. Probably. (laughs) No, she got like a, like a pretty chunky sized baby Groot. Like she got like a real terrible for the environment. Even in Berkeley. Baby yeah. Groot, what? How old people is must this be promotion? boycotting left and right for handing out plastic. <laughs> I know. I think it's just be like from like the leftovers bin. No, because <laughs> you know I'm I'm pretty healthy. I eat pretty healthy. I live in an area that that is a big um, part of the values here. So we definitely don't talk about Vlad's McDonald's habit that he has um, with our. But friends. it's one of Not my favorite know. things about Vlad. It is do you a know secret. That, do you know that Josh, my healthy brother-in-law, who rock climbs and spelunks and surfs. We'll sit down and eat two Big Macs in three bites. But he surfs for like, you know, he's probably in great it's shape. It's still not good for you to eat. Like, that's not like good food to put in your body, regardless of how many calories you burn. It's just I, not wholesome. I don't know if I've had a Big Mac in this millennium. I'm, I've eaten McDonald's for sure in this millennium many times, but a Big Mac, I don't remember. Ooh, you got go to or- go back to your origins. I have to tell you. <laughs> Since I'm all in on the Impossible Whoppers. A lot of imp- our family really loves Impossible Whoppers. Oh, that's cool. But, but I re- well, the last time I remember having one was in the days in Montreal of the entertainment book. Do you remember that oh, advertising yeah. book? You would buy the entertainment book and there would be a coupon for two for one Big Macs. I remember that. <laughs> so I used so, to get Go ahead. Oh no, so we so we were so excited. We went to the beach this morning. So thank you guys for podcasting on the later side today for me. So we go to the beach this morning and on the ride back, we've been talking to her all day. We're gonna get you a happy meal. And so we like coax her back into the car. She's like, I'm gonna have my happy meal. Mommy, when am I having my happy meal? We're so excited. Get in the car, race off to McDonald's. By the time we get to the drive-thru, she is in a deep, deep sleep poor kid like she had started eating a snack she fell asleep with her snack like falling out of her mouth we get her her happy meal we just put it right next to her and she does the whole car ride home and it was a great surprise when she woke up there was this little smiling box next to her um which she had never experienced before and it was and i have to say like as much as okay like mcdonald's is like not good for you and like it's not like i want to be encouraging this kind of eating but um it was really really exciting and she woke up and there was a smiling little what'd she order oh we got her the chicken nugget like a chicken nugget happy meal so it's like nuggets well i know no i ordered her nuggets with apple slices and she gets a toy and a milk that's to so so she didn't really have so she had chicken nuggets milk and apples (laughs) just about that combination so she got a box with a smile on it that's what you're saying (laughs) well first of all that was she was most excited about so she she opens up she can't believe there's all these so first of all they gave her fries and apples because they were like what kind of terrible mother would order their kid and she got the toy that's basically a toy tree I mean, this sounds like the worst thing ever. <laughs> I mean, I wait. Happy so no, so they was... give her they give her fries, and it turns out the milk is just chocolate milk. So I'm like, actually, this is a pretty good happy meal in the end. So she did get a good experience. I, I guess so. I, I have a hard. She didn't time want with... to eat it. I have maybe I, it's my Jewish upbringing. I have a hard time drinking milk. 
And no, I wasn't going to give her the milk with it, but it was getting, but it was going to be like a bottle of water or a bottle of milk. And I'm like, I'll save the milk in the fridge for another time when she wants it. So well, now she got a happy meal that's just apple slices, a toy tree in a box. <laughs> she didn't even get the chocolate. But you got to hand it no, to the I, McDonald's. I hit it's like the... happy meal is the greatest name ever to a kid that doesn't know what it is. It's like <laughs> in Trolls, right? Where the king's like, I'm going to be happy. This is it. It's happiness in a box. Right. So there we go. So she got a a box with a smile on it and a toy and she was so excited for her apple slices and she ate exactly two french fries one bite of nugget and was not interested did the apple slices have that nice goopy film on it because you know they've been in that little bag for six years oh yeah just Ooh. terrible i feel like they're like dipped in chlorine first or <laughs> like something Definitely. terrible are like those are bleached it's like apples. negative nutrients if you eat them <laughs> now josh you're a marketing expert what um Happy Meals are specifically of McDonald's and all the other ones I think are called kids meals. But whenever we go and we order them at other places, in general, my kids will just call it a Happy Meal. I sometimes try to differentiate because I feel like McDonald's does deserve some respect for inventing the Happy Meal concept. You as an expert in the field of marketing, what say you about Happy Meal as a actual brand thing versus kids meal? Or is it all just Happy uh, Meals? No, I, I think... Happy Meal is the only one that I could ever remember. It's brilliant. Do you remember that ad where the ad was literally just a baby in a swing and the, every time the baby would rock up, it would smile and then yes, would go back. And yes, then it would rock up and exactly would smile and then he was staring at the Happy Meal box. <laughs> yeah. Happy. I love that. I, yeah, it's, I love, um, it's like Kleenex well, it's a, and Pampers like, yeah. Happy Meal. There we go. Mm -hmm. I remember collecting the Muppet Babies toys. Mom and oh, Dad yeah. drove to like Dollard and Point Claire <laughs> to other mcdonald's so they could find the don't say they never did anything for to, you to, to find the animal that was only released in canada so i found out years later whenever my dad was out of town we used to go get a fish fillet because we were still kosher but we could that eat the was, fish fillet. that was the kosher <laughs> thing so all yep. the Just the like, jewish kosher kids would eat the fish fillet and i remember being so grateful that our parents didn't push it that far they were like, you're kosher, but you're not like that Here's kosher. It's fine. Some fried fish and some tartar sauce. Here, here is a fish fillet. And forever in high school, when we would go to Wendy's, which had carpeted floors, uh, everyone would get their burgers, and I would get french fries and a petit Caesar salad. Oh. Or a baked potato, Josh. I saw oh, you hi. Rock. I saw you rock. Or the so, baked potato. Does Wendy still do the baked potato? Uh, I did the baked potato, yes. I did the baked potato a few times as well. I'm sure they do. Well, so my what happened to me this week was I really was not feeling well. I, I I started, I think I was having some sinus pain. And so I went to the uh CVS brand. So not the not the NyQuil brand, but the CVS brand sinus NyQuil. And you know how they have they have like the two sides, kind of like the old McDLT, right? There's the nighttime side and the daytime side. And I, I'm taking the blue pills at night and the white pills during the day. And I am feeling so terrible. I can't keep my eyes open. Like it's oppressive. Like I have to like fight through it. And then I'm, I'm sleeping. I slept for 16 hours one day cause I wasn't feeling well. And then uh, finally a few days into the week after feeling just terrible and tired all week, I'm going to the package. And for some reason, this brand of, sinus medication at cvs the blue pills are the day pills and the white pills are the nighttime pills so for a week i had been taking two <laughs> to three doses of nighttime sinus medication during the day so much so that you went 
got a coronavirus test. I got a coronavirus test because I felt so tired and sick. I said, I can't be this fatigued. So then finally, two days later, when the stuff was out of my system, I like got out of bed at five in the morning, walked the dog for two hours. <laughs> It couldn't nap all day. So, so, I mean, but I don't think you should be allowed to put anything daytime, the color blue In or blue. Green. No, it's universal. Uh, I agree. I agree. All right. Terrible now that's, there. that's my chief complaint right now, Josh, we can't have you on the show without your complaints. What is bothering you these days? There are many things that are bothering me. Lots of things. There's always things that are bothering me. So I didn't get a chance to say what was going on in my life. So it's going to be half complaint, but half bothering me at the same time. So Danielle, my lovely wife, um, you know, she's very, we moved into a new house. She has an office. She gets the fancy office. I get the, like, we, we put up four walls in a basement office here. Um, and she's, you know, trying to make her office very fancy. Uh, and so she, she's wanted a couch forever for this office. So she, she bought a couch this week. She unpacks the couch. She puts it together. And I walk into the office and I'm literally like, it smells like vomit. Ooh. Just like. Was this a new couch? I'm just like. like, a, like a, I'm like gagging, like a free gag couch. reflex. No, this was like a Wayfair couch. Mm. I'm like, you don't smell that? No, I don't smell. I'm like, how do you, it smells like something is dead in the couch. So she emails Wayfair. First, she's like, no, no, no. I'm going to solve this. So I walk into the office a couple hours later and it's just covered in baking powder. <laughs> <laughs> And so now it just smells a little less like vomit, but still like vomit. And I'm like, you know, this couch really smells like vomit. Well, the Febreze is in the mail. <laughs> so for two days, we have vomit couch in the house, baking soda everywhere. And then she gets the Febreze. And now it just smells like kids had a party and puked everywhere and sprayed Febreze. <laughs> and so she emails Wayfair. And within four minutes, she gets a full refund on the couch. Because I'm sure that the person in the other line is like, oh, we shipped this person to vomit couch. And they called us on it. <laughs> I will say, and I'm like, customer service is amazing. But now, it is, now stuff, it is. are they returning yeah, yeah, it back? Now, no, you still have exactly the couch. They're like, oh, like vomit. you could call this charity to come take the vomit and still seven days later we're spraying Febreze on it nonstop. I'm like it still smells like barf but wait it's why just... don't you get a new free couch can you get new couch covers can you get two like, couches can you get or to the couch? I'm pretty sure that someone vomited on this couch like this is not new Danielle's like I think it's new couch smell it's not new couch smell it just smells like vomit there's no such thing first, as new couch smell all, it's not new car no smell thing. first of all there's <laughs> any of the new smell smells like vomit it's and literally like it was sitting in a warehouse someone came in puked on it put it in a box and shipped it out and they're like don't tell anyone anyway so that that is um complaint so number you have one your was, money and a vomit couch we have a mummy uh, yes our money okay. and a vomit couch excellent customer service but vomit couch and my wife apparently can't smell anything um <laughs> So the second thing that's going on is you can tell me if I'm bad. We hired Whiplash to be Samson's piano teacher. (laughs) 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 And I I emailed Shai. I'm like, and I thought something was wrong. So I'm like, can I show him Whiplash so he understands? And Shai's like, that's a story about abuse. So no. I don't think you can show that to a nine-year-old. So then I I had to have a conversation with the piano teacher because it was Whiplash. Okay, but that's not really my complaints. So I've already complained about... Ted Lasso accusations, but I think that there should be an established period of time before one has to watch the recommended show. And to be fair, you watch so much TV and recommend so many things. And also the shows mm. that I recommend have taken you years to watch. But I, I watched mean, four seasons of the proto molecule. Okay. Four <laughs> seasons. Listen, <laughs> Chuck took you years to watch. 
But that's the biggest. I, that is the biggest I told you show of all time. I know. I'm just saying. I didn't shame you. I'm just saying. So, and here's my question about Ted Lasso. Fringe underrated, by the way. All of the shows that are out there right now with supernatural things and sci-fi, like Fringe is one of the best full beginning to end shows that has been around for a long, that that has been around. Totally agree. A thousand times better than Lost. The only redeeming thing about the boys thus far in it, and this is my complaint, it dovetails into my complaint number two, is that Walter from Fringe makes a cameo in the boys. My My big complaint is that why is the length of every boys episode so long? It's I, my, so and yet it's long. unclear what happens until my, the last nothing episode. happens. Like, my feeling nothing in this season is they did not achieve a lot. Like the whole season built around getting to the big twist at the end. But I haven't seen. I haven't finished it yet because oh, it's taken okay. me eighteen oh. years to get through all ten movies that are the episodes. But, but when you, you get to really. the end and you see the twist, you're going to be like, "Wait a minute!" So I watched this whole season, and the story isn't even really going to get going until the next season. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they should have revealed that in episode three. <laughs> if I compare that to shows like The Expanse, to The Expanse's credit, in ten episodes they pack like three seasons worth of stuff that happens. Like or the Last Kingdom's another good one. The Last Kingdom, you never watch anyone travel from one place to another. In mm-hmm. in in the boys, Butcher's driving to his wife for like three episodes and mm-hmm. the entire time between seasons. And also, can we just say like Homelander has super everything? He can hear everything, see everything. You're telling me that he can't figure out where these guys are and just hear them and like blow them up. Well, I just you know, and and they're anyway. not very good at killing Anything. i mean right they've killed two soups in two seasons and they're like trying to and like one of this in the last episode i watched they like give him an almond joy and she's like he has a nut allergy and that's how they defeat him. i'm like really this is what we're doing anyway that's my number two complaint those episodes are too long my number three complaint and i'll end it with this is this void that i've been feeling when i end these really good shows mm. so we like powered our way through avatar and thank goodness we had Cora to get into after that. And then we finished Vor- Cora, and I have this like void. And we, you know, we tried That's to real. like save Ted Lasso one episode per day uh, because I just post show depression. Like, it's I real. Need more. The first it, time I finished Cora, depressing. I was depressed. the fir- The first time I finished it, I just rewatched it. But I will say it's it's hard to wrap your head around. Like it was hard for me for like years to wrap around three years or almost to wrap around the idea of jumping to another series that would sort of fill the void of Avatar and Korra. And the Dragon Prince is really good, really, really good. I'm enjoying it a lot. And it benefits greatly from the fact that the guy who was on it worked on Korra and Avatar because it in some ways it's like what if, if you could do one of those shows now, where would you start from both in terms of animation and story and representation? And it's a really good show. And it has Sokka. I'm open to it. I'm open to getting to it. Uh, You know, Korra was very, it was a very immersive watch for our family. You said you liked it more than... I think our family overall likes Korra better. I think the artwork in Korra was amazing. Like, just the the styles and animation was unbelievable. I still think about, like, Tara and Aang, like, and Sokka and Zuko, like, Toff, like those characters to me, they're so they're just unlike any anything else that you see, except for Cora herself in the Cora series. I just think the core team is so strong and dynamic, and oh, I love them so much. 
Yeah. I do agree. I'm sure it's recency bias, right? Like if I had watched Mm -hmm. Avatar again right now, I would probably go back and appreciate Avatar. I think the stories are comparable, but the artwork in Korra to me is far superior. So so Dragon Prince is the next evolution up for Yeah. It's 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 the same. It's the guy Aaron. But I do agree. I love I love the art of of Korra. I love oh, the yeah. way it's amazing. It's I just I just got um I, I'm finding one more. I'm missing one more, but there's four hardcover like coffee table books that are the art of each season of Cora. And they're just about to re-release the first one with a forward by Janet Varney, who's the voice of Cora. And so I these books are amazing. I was looking at them with the kids. They're awesome because they basically each chapter of the book is an episode of the show and they take you through the animatics and the decisions they had to make to do certain things and for Cora it's really impressive with mm-hmm. what they did with the storytelling that's awesome the character design um very cool yeah post-show depression is real for for the avatar verse my recommendation is dragon prince and then this other show we're watching after we finish dragon prince uh kipo and the age of the wonder beast is very cool it's like post-apocalyptic kids adventure with like mutant i'm still trying to get them to watch troll hunters and we we're like a little bit into rebels and i i do really love rebels troll troll hunters have you done three below three below is i think better than troll hunters we've not done that but we haven't gotten through troll hunters yet so so troll hunters but then you have to power through to wizards because wizards resolves some of the stuff that happens in troll hunters so like there, there's a bunch of things that leave you hanging at the end of Troll Hunters okay. where you're like, mm. okay, let's wrap this tangent up. Okay. All right. Well, look, speaking of <laughs> Those trolls and characters, Allie and I dressed up as Callum and Rayla from Dragon Prince. That's no, because- no, you dressed up as the magician from the magicians. Good job. <laughs> That's also true. He did. Callum is a magician or a magi- mage, he, mage, a mage as they call it in the show. And they, and the reason why we picked that, A, we love the show, but also my kids wanted us to dress up as Sokka and Katara because they knew I refused to put on makeup. And I just felt weird dressing up as siblings. So I picked the next character he 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 dressed as. And my kids, I had one RBG and one witch. And we ended up doing a very nice social distance Halloween. It was mostly around the house. There was a scavenger hunt, a no contact scavenger hunt in our neighborhood. We pre-bagged candy for neighbors to come by and take if they wanted. Uh, what did you guys do for Halloween? We were just bad parents and kind of canceled Halloween this year. <laughs> you just told them there's no Halloween. <laughs> Most of our friends in the neighborhood didn't do Halloween this year. Did like, you tell hey. them it was Shabbat and you weren't allowed? No, we went outside. We made s'more. They did actually dress up and go someplace like a week ago. Um, and we did like, <laughs> so a, like there was like a two second holiday. scavenger hunt for candy in the house. But basically Halloween was canceled. And then I was Instagram shamed as a parent for it. <laughs> basically. Uh, what did your kids go as? Oh, my kid. No, they, they literally didn't dress up. Is that, I mean, oh, they didn't what? even dress Lily, up. Just like a week ago, Lily cushion? put on like a random astronaut outfit, and Sammy went as a New York Giant because it was the fastest things that they could put together in like That's, 12 minutes. I respect that. That's my kind of costume. I mean, I essentially put on a scarf and a jacket. So <laughs> I'm in a, a I'm in a unique position because being that my children are like not even one and three, they don't really know what Halloween is. Miri. Miri is just learning what it is. So we've spent the entire last month watching Halloween episodes, going for walks around the neighborhood and looking at the pumpkins and the skeletons, all the decorations. But like Halloween day trick-or-treating is meaningless to her. So it's 
whatever we tell her it is. So for a whole month, she's been putting on her, she has a skeleton costume and she has a turtle costume and she's been, oh, and a Minnie Mouse costume and a flamingo dress. And so she's been rotating between all of them, skeleton being the primary one. Kind of to let her do that for the last month, watch all shows and episodes Halloween themed. And then we just told her that Halloween started after nap yesterday and we were going to like make some candy. We made Rice Krispie Squares. And then we did a scavenger hunt around the house for candy. And she's like, Halloween's great. This was super fun. Moving on. Like it was very, it was the exact amount of Halloweening that I wanted that to do. That was basically like our Halloween. Our yeah. kids ate Except uh, your kids know what it candy. is. I know. They got to eat a crap ton of candy. Like at the it's end of the day, we that's have, what they kind of care about. I created, Josh, you'll appreciate this. I taught my kids economics with the candy. They, they, they received a certain amount of candy in the scavenger hunt. And then I set up a, like a bartering system where you could trade in candies that you didn't like, but there were certain values assigned to them. They had more fun trading the candies in and out than they did eating them. They were so excited. They were like, okay, wait. So Your kids would. They, they, they're like, wait a minute. So I can get two blow pops for this Snickers. Cool. And the big losers this year, Crunch Bar and Butterfinger. You could not give those away. Which Thank is goodness, a Crunch Bar? Crunch, Nestle Crunch, the one with the little oh. ice cookies in it. Those That's useless. Kids do not like those. I like Lily's favorite candy. We've determined is almond joy. I'm not making that up. Ooh. She's like stashed almond joys. It's making a the comeback. House. It's making a comeback. Almond joy. Um, yeah. Go figure. So speaking of Halloween things, let's let's play a little buy rent meh with some Halloween pop culture. Uh, let's talk Halloween animated movies. We ended our day with an outdoor. In electric blankets, which I got at Target, which was a big victory for me because I've been wanting to buy electric blankets for the outdoors for a long time. So outdoor electric blanket watching of Hotel Transylvania 3, which is very good and has a big bar mitzvah DJ scene at the end. But going back to the original, if you were to buy rent these three computer animated films, if one could call them that, Hotel Transylvania, Gee. the original. Monster House, which my kids have repeatedly not seen because it makes them afraid and keeps having to be turned off. So I've never seen the whole thing. And then the recent adaptation of The Addams Family in 2019, the, the animated one, which I believe Nick Kroll plays Uncle Fester in that one. Buy, rent, or meh. Well, being that I don't have children that are ages seven and nine, I have seen none of these movies. <laughs> okay, Josh, have you seen any of these? I have seen I've... Hotel Transylvania. We have not seen Monster House or uh, the Adams Family new one. And this is because my children are primarily afraid of most things, but they're not afraid of like Star Wars movies and the Avengers and Marvel movies. So we we just don't watch the other stuff. We watch like <laughs> hardcore action movies that are probably inappropriate. So we have not seen the other two. So I'm gonna you know buy uh, Hotel Transylvania and can I just you know buy one, two, and three because I really do love those movies. And we quote Blobby to this day. Oh yeah, he's Blobby. <laughs> Blobby is the greatest character. I I like Hotel Transylvania a lot. It's not. This is. This is not your complex, deep animated movie, but it has a lot of sweet, funny jokes. And it's the voices of all the Adam Sandler, Happy Madison actors. So it's a fun way to see all of those actors all playing characters, Steve Buscemi and 
David Spade and Kevin James. It's just all... so quotable, right? Blah, blah, blah. Do not say blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just funny. The idea of Dracula basically is an old Jewish grandpa. So uh, yeah, that, that one's a buy. I really liked Adam's Family 2019. That one's pretty funny. It's the same vibe as Hotel Transylvania. And then because we've never finished Monster House, I'll, I'll admit that. Okay, stop motion. This one's a little bit of a setup for Becky. I've made it hard for Becky on purpose. It's really hard. The stop motion haunted Halloween movies that are either Leica or Tim Burton produced or 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 uh, what's his name? Uh, Selleck. Henry Selleck. Henry Selleck. So the Nightmare Before Christmas, which combines the two, Burton and Selleck. Burton produced, Selleck directed. Mm-hmm. Coraline, which is a Selleck masterpiece, I believe. And then mm-hmm. Frankenweenie, which is a Burton special. Okay. That by rent or meh, those three. And so, I have not seen Frankenweenie. This is really hard. So, okay. So when I say I've seen Frankenweenie, what I mean is that I put it on for Miri every day and then I watch bits and pieces of it. So I haven't actually seen it from beginning to end, but the parts of it I've seen, I love. I love that it's that it's it's in black and white, which you you know i think people assume would be a deterrent for kids or anyone these days but it's so beautiful and interesting and it adds so much creepiness and mood to it it's it's perfect in black and white um it uh and i and vlad said that the scary parts are tastefully done for small kids so someone like miri like there's you know like a dog dies in it i frank and weenie you know they bring him back to life but said that the way that they kill the dog i I missed that part um was handled really well so it wasn't traumatic for her to see does the dog come back evil like in pet cemetery i'm pretty sure it's established that if an animal comes back from being no they they don't think i don't think they come back evil I i don't think so okay but again i don't know i didn't see the whole way through so I'm not really sure. So here's what I'm going to do. It's really hard, but I think I'm going to buy Nightmare Before Christmas because it's such a classic. It holds up. It's terrifying to this day. It's just wild. I'm going to rent Frankenweenie because I really want to see it. Like now I like I would love to finish watching it because from what I've seen so far, I really, really like. And the reason I'm going to make Coraline is because I think it's so terrifying, the whole concept of like going into your fake, the fake world with the evil mom monster. It's so scary. I don't want to put myself through watching that again. Whereas like Nightmare Before Christmas is really scary and gives you nightmares, but at least it like. I, my brain, you know, like, I don't think it's going to happen to me, but like Coraline feels like something of my actual nightmares, you know, that could happen anyway, if that makes jo- sense. Josh, how about you? Uh, I don't, I have not seen Frank and Weenie. I may oh. have seen Coraline, but don't remember. So I'm going to just also buy uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Cause I do love that movie. And we saw Wait. a version of Disney on ice that actually had uh, that character, Jack, is that his name? Halloween mm-hmm. Jack. Uh, in it and they do all the songs from it and it was awesome so I'll stick with that well, all time classic we should watch Frankowini with your kids I'll say Coraline, <laughs> Coraline to me is one of the best animated movies ever I can't mm-hmm. give it the buy because Nightmare Before Christmas I remember Josh I think we saw that together we saw it together at Cote Edge. yeah we saw that in the movie theater together when it came out that was amazing like such an amazing experience I'd never seen anything like that in my life 
but Coraline is probably the best movie of the three. It's fantastic. It is terrifying. Mm-hmm. And it's like really creepy. And but it's the everything about it is amazing. And then I, I'm gonna meh Frank and Weenie, but it's more of an inquisitive meh, like meh, interesting. Becky has said this is good. I feel like you guys should all watch that with your kids and let me know if it's as good as I think it is all from right, having now, not seen it. I'll right, plead now, with them to watch it with me. Mm-hmm. All right. Now music videos. Michael Jackson's thriller, which I saw at four years old and basically had nightmares till I was a teenager because of MC Hammer's Adam's Family Groove. You know, they do what they want to do, say what they want to say. And then Backstreet's Boys, Backstreet's Back, you know, the one where they are sort of dressed. Okay, I'm ready to answer this. Go. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to buy the Adam's Family Groove. Because I think that is the best of the songs. That is the catchiest <laughs> of the songs. You hear that once, it's gonna earworm its way into you. All right. And it has the and it's so much quit. fun. It has like great dance moves, and it's so much fun. And it's a great way to end that creepy movie. Anyways, it is. It's in like the, the credits, right? It's in the credits, and, yeah, and then there's a video so that good. has all the actors. Oh, so good. <laughs> I'm gonna rent. Backstreet Boys, because that's of my youth. That has an that has a nostalgic moment for me. And I'm a really big scaredy cat. I'm really, really afraid of horror stuff. And I love that I could watch that music video with my friends and not be scared and be like, huh, this is so much fun. And I wasn't like secretly scared, which like there's a lot of things I had to excuse my way out of watching Bl- as a, Brian as, Luttrell as a mummy didn't scare you I don't no, know it didn't so I could like watch it even though I, I didn't even like the Backstreet Boys and the reason I mang thriller it's not you know because Michael Jackson's you know canceled and all that it's a whole other conversation it's actually because like secretly I've never liked that music video <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I just don't you would be the only one I get it it's iconic it's important I get why it's good I get why people love it I find it really really long like really well, it unnecessarily it long. long. It's like it's a short film. I find the the eyeballs and the zombies to be far too terrifying than what's necessary. <laughs> and what makes them even scarier is the fact that they are dancing in unison. And what about and that I, guy who has the goo coming out of his mouth? Remember? Yeah, the, it's that, just like it's too much for me. It's too much of everything. It's too long. It's too scary. It's too synchronized. I mean, when Michael Jackson falls down and yells, get away, I saw that at Anton Orland's house when it came out. And I have, I still remember the feeling of fear of when his eyes turned yellow and he said, yes, I know. I just, I can't, I couldn't watch it. It's a total buy. I couldn't watch it as a kid. I don't want to watch it as an adult. It's no, no, it's a total buy. Everything about that video from the makeup to the iconic dance I would. The red jacket is the only thing I would keep. The red jacket is the only thing I keep. And an incredible song. You got to go rent on the Backstreet Boys just because I'm impressed that they tried to pull that off. And of all the music videos, I think I remember that one, but also the one with NSYNC and the little like marionettes. Yeah. Like those are the two of that era. Like, tell me like a 98 Degrees video that you remember, or some other video. But that one was pretty. Degrees. I never. That was pretty iconic. That was Nick Lachey. It was, yeah. um, but and, can you can you name a single other person from that group? Uh, oh God, uh, AJ. No, no. AJ was, the AJ Backstreet, was Boys. Backstreet Boys. That's a good guess. No. You, oh wait, oh, I thought AJ. we were talking about oh from Ninety Eight Degrees. No, yeah, oh, just Nick Lachey. <laughs> Sorry, I thought we were talking about Backstreet Boys. I don't know. I yeah, I can name, I think three of them. Anyways, go. Um. So so you were saying yes. 
Oh, which and means so, you're gonna meh. Yeah, I think I have to meh MC Hammer just because I think the other two were so memorable for me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure I enjoyed MC Hammer at the time, but it's not like they're in the annals of his. It's you know, I, annals I, of history. I, it's I great videos, would, except would, for for you. Would beg to differ. Yeah. I mean, maybe I have to go back and re-listen to it. Maybe. But, mm-hmm. but I, Thriller was made for that time, right? Thriller was made for music videos. I, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. The Backstreet Boys managed to pull off an interesting video in a time when people were still sort of caring about music videos. And in some ways, it exists because of Thriller. So I'm going to split the difference between you both. I'm going to buy Thriller because of its history and because I remember I was 13 or 14 and it was on again and I finally like muscled through it. And then I was like, okay, I'm almost not scared of this. Hammer's got to go second and Backstreet Boys got to go third. I love the Hammer video. I watched that video way too often. Okay, (laughs) now let's get to what people have been watching. Josh, you talked about ending these shows. What are your big recommendations, your shout outs? And reflect a little bit on Ted Lasso. Uh, So, yeah, obviously the biggest recommendation is going to be Ted Lasso. I just think that every character was so first of all it's amazing to me that it came out of a tv promo from like 10 years ago and that they actually still have the same jokes and the same cast in those videos that blows my mind like the coach like his silent coach is in that original um bit and like and the jokes are, are actually lifted from that like youtube video and put into the show if you haven't seen it, I will try. I think I sent it to you, but mm. Becky, I'll send it to you. Okay. Uh, I had no idea because I would never watch anything related to soccer before. No, I obviously read about it once I was looking up Ted Lasso. I had no idea that it existed, but I think that show was just pure joy to me. That's the only way I can describe it. Like every, I mean, the main character, the whole thing is that he's just so happy. So how can you not be happy watching him? And then the way he, I just everything about it, the opening sequence where he like all the chairs light up around him to like the original video of him and his football team. And then what you obviously know is going to happen is just the little touches of like the biscuits or the note that he writes to um, Tart, whatever, like just the subtleties of the show and the character interactions was amazing to me. So I, I think I can't remember a show where I literally forced us to not binge watch it because I enjoyed it that much. So I cannot recommend that enough. I also watched, and I've been doing this one slowly because um, it doesn't have subtitles, so it's a pain for Danielle to watch, but I saw episode six of The Watchmen, which just blew my mind. Oh, yeah. That's got to be one of the most intense hours the, of... Is that the... like Where they go back in history? Uh, yeah, that's incredible. That's, one mean, of the best, just, that's like one of the best hours of TV. I've, of TV ever. That's what I said yeah. to Danielle afterwards. Mm-hmm. I was like, that, that thing just absolutely blew my mind. Um and uh, I heard you guys talking on one of the last podcasts about Enola Holmes. We watched that. It was quite good. I would recommend it. Well, let that scare my kids. My my sister, Lily, thinks uh, it will scare my kids, so we haven't. I asked Danielle. She said it would scare our kids. It probably would scare well, our if kids. if it'll scare your kids, it'll probably scare my kids. That's, That's not the first half hour. The first half hour was not scary. Yeah, it's fun. It, it's I, it's a fun movie. It gets there. There's a couple moments where it gets a little scary, but I don't I know. Really it might be long an, for the kids. I really want an excuse to introduce my kids to Millie Bobby Brown, so I'm looking forward to that. Right? She plays Sherlock Holmes Jr. It's uh, Stranger Things an, girl. Yeah. Is that who that is? Yeah. And yeah. And it's not Junior. It's the sister. Oh, and the sister. The sister. Yeah, okay. The, Josh. Yeah. So I would I would recommend the, that. 
Well, that's good. That's a good round of wrecks. That's good. All right, Becky, what do you? So I saw the new last night. I saw the new Charlie Kaufman movie that's on Netflix called "I'm Thinking of Ending Things." It, I have to say, like like his other films, it's not for everyone. I understand that, but for people who like Charlie Kaufman, his writing and now his directing. I so super highly recommend it. If that's your jam, it, it, the first, basically the first like 22 minutes, almost 23 minutes just take place in a car and it's a conversation between the two main characters. And it is phenomenal. Like I'm Who's riveted. It? It's Jesse Plemons, Tony Collette. Um, that's pretty good. I don't, the... the Jesse Plemons, like the guy from Friday Night Lights? Yeah, he's the main character. And then oh, the, I like that and guy. Then, and then you have his girlfriend character, who I don't know her from anything. I think she's she's been in some other stuff, but I've never seen her before. And, very, and especially because of the role that she's playing, it was wonderful for me that it was someone who I don't associate her with anything else. So I, she's totally new to me, but I, she's been in some other stuff. I don't know her name offhand. I'd have to look it up. Tony Collette. And then... Um, his the father character Tony Clip plays his mother, and then his father is played by also a famous actor whose name I don't know offhand, but who you'll recognize as well. Um, I can't tell you anything about it because it would ruin it. It would completely ruin it if I tell you anything about it. But I really loved watching it because as it's going and and you're trying to figure out what it what is actually going on. But because it's a Charlie Kaufman movie, you know that you can't rationally figure out what's going on. So it forces you to really think beyond the logical or the plausible. Um, and it and the ending is super, super weird, just as, <laughs> as a disclaimer. But as soon as it was over, I like started reading about it and reading interviews with him. And it's so cool. Um, when, as soon as you get like even a little bit more context, but I would say watch it before you get any more context. It's apparently it's based on a book, um, but in his very Charlie Kaufman way, he of course adapts it to be truly his own um, recreation of of this story. And I I love it. I think he's a phenomenal director. I don't Is think Charlie Kaufman, else. John Malkovich. Yeah, John Malkovich that's, that's adaptation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's you know. Okay. Um, so so the saying, difference... it's, it's it's you're either. It's either like, yes, I'm so excited to see his new movie, or you're like, no, man, I don't need to go through one of those. But the other character you were talking about, uh, David Thewlis, which dad would for sure know, was Remus Lupin in Harry Potter. That's how I know it is. It's a good connection. The difference between you and I is that you're describing that movie, and all I can think of is that I want to watch Borat Part Two. Oh, which I also saw. Which I did. Um, Yeah, it's very Sasha Baron Cohen. So it's there's the parts that are amazing, and the parts that are revealing, the parts that are cringeworthy, the parts that are like, do they deserve? Does this? Does this person deserve it? Because I hated his TV show. Oh yeah, no, no, no. The TV show was awful. Much. This is much more like Borat. Um, Okay. But the whole thing is that he's aware, Borat is aware that he's too famous to go around. So mm-hmm. it's so that's why they have this new character. And then Borat is in disguise as other characters. Um, so it's Sasha Baron Cohen playing Borat, playing other characters and he's in disguise as, which is very <laughs> It makes funny. me laugh just to think yeah, about it. Yeah, it's very, so there, and there are definitely, I would say the the first few, like the, the opening of it is extremely funny at least. Um, yeah, no, uh, overall good. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so yeah, so I do recommend, 
I'm thinking of ending things for people who like Charlie Kaufman movies. And I, I just think his directing in it is off the charts. It's phenomenal. Um, Did Vlad like it? Yeah, we both we both love it, and it's long. It's like two and a quarter hours, and you know my rule. Oh, you know my rule. Out. I don't. I don't want two anything hour, over but, eight. But wait, it's two hours and a quarter, Josh, and the first hour is just two people talking in a car. The first twenty-two <laughs> minutes is two people just oh, in a car. So it's and then, basically, and then you get to that? like the hour and a half mark. You're like, there are forty-five more minutes. What was so that movie that I hated that won the Oscar? Uh, that Three also was Roma. Like, Roma. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of, where the first eight minutes is like water dripping on the floor. <laughs> no, but, this but it's is black and white, so it's This good. is like no. very trippy. It's really creepy. It actually plays like up until the, the, the very end, the very, very end. It actually plays like a horror movie the whole way through. So it's really, really tense and nerve wracking. And you, you, you really, <laughs> it's very scary. Um, never watching it. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm out. I know. I know you're never going to watch it, but like, I was so excited. Like, I don't remember the last time I enjoyed something weird like that. You know, it reminded me of my younger days when I used to watch real movies. Um, so I recommend that. And I have not, although I will admit I'm not actually seen it beginning to end. I do recommend Frank and Weenie because the parts I've seen have been wonderful. So, so that's I, it. I am. I am deep into Lovecraft Country because next weekend we are taping our Lovecraft Country special. Mm -hmm. I'm partway through as well. And I have just finished episode eight. So I've got two more to go. I would say episodes one through six are brutally terrifying and really well acted. Very confusing. I still am not a hundred percent sure what is going on, but the the messages of the of the show are coming through. So in some senses, like the details of the magic and all of that isn't as important mm -hmm. as the messages that are coming through. I thought that episode seven was a little bit of a thud compared to the other ones. I imagine that's a divisive opinion. So I'm looking forward to uh but but to to getting back to it. But episode eight was like super terrifying, like ghost children and people being you know attacked in their dreams and i'm sorry episode three the haunted house was the haunted house scared the life out of me that i had to watch that alone and then go to sleep it was just so i think it's a very cool show i'm interested to know where we're going to end up when it's over and i'm very excited to break it down finished expanse season four so i'm caught up on that show and getting ready for the fifth season i i love it's like jo like josh and i were talking about i love the characters at this point i'm not sure like what the plot is serving to me like they go somewhere the proto molecule does things that can't be explained the proto molecule they they they, they <laughs> solve whatever it is sort of and then there's a lot of politics but but this season was the weakest. Like the third one, I didn't like at first, and then it was great. And then this one has been a little bit. Was this one, yeah, the fourth season was like just a little obvious. It was like they kind of mailed it in. And I'm not sure if that's when they transitioned over from sci-fi to Amazon and if that has something to do with it. I think it was season three that they transitioned. Yeah. I'm not sure. But season four was a was a okay. But I, I, I want to see the characters again. And then uh, I mentioned Kipo and the Wonder Beasts every week. That animated show is phenomenal. And then here's my big comedy recommendation. And it's very low investment. It's a show called NTSF SD SUV. It's on Adult Swim. The episodes are 11 minutes long. And the commercials only take place in between the episodes. So you can watch a full episode uninterrupted. Stars, wait, created by Paul Shear, starring him, June Diane Raphael, Rebecca Romaine, 
Stamos, Martin Starr, and then every single amazing cameo from Jason Manzukis to uh, Adam Scott, like everybody that you love guest stars. And it's a send up of all of the NCIS S, uh, SVU. And so therefore, that's films. why our mother finds it the funniest. Like yeah. she gets it the most. <laughs> we have video of my mom She'll laugh it, more explaining than us. us the jokes. She's so like, it's a quibby. <laughs> It's a it's, it's a, a quibby before there was a quibby. You're the only one that ever subscribed to that. No, I, I subscribed and then what? I canceled my. I did. I was really excited. I subscribed. Mm. I watched two shows, and then I was like, well, "I'm not gonna. This is a joke." And I, I watched watch that ad on the Super Bowl, and I was like, "This is this is gonna." In the world of COVID, if I could have just watched it on my TV, I would have watched it. Yeah. <laughs> In the world of COVID, but. No, it, I, it's like I think the show you're with like getting Caitlin on the Olsen's train part. and you want to watch something for like, yeah, I guess that was the idea. Three no right. But like trains, no but one's yeah. getting on a train anymore. You know, I like yeah. the, the Caitlin Olsen show, but even then I never, well, right. That's the the Nic- I don't know. Yeah. But the, the Nicole Richie show was very good. That's I watched hers and I watched Chrissy Teigen's Chrissy's court and then that's it. And then I canceled. Chrissy's court will come back, I'm sure. Someone wants yeah, that. Yeah, someone else is picking that up. Apple Plus needs some shows, so yeah. They just signed John Stewart. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. What do you think? What do you think he's gonna be like when he's yeah. do you think like do you think he's gonna come back and we're all gonna be happy and excited? He's gonna come back and there's not gonna be much of a place for him. That's what I'm worried about for him. I think if he, if our if the expectations are that he recreates the daily show, it's gonna be a hard thing to do. Yeah. I think he's got to find like a different angle. I feel like he'd be bored. Why would he want to do that? I don't think he's going to be. I think it's yeah. going to be more along the lines of last week tonight. And and is maybe a little bit more artistic and probably a lot harsher in his. Yeah. Memory. He's very fed up. Because he's got a little angrier. Yeah. So maybe it's like a little bit more Bill Maher, like a little more, mm. like a little more jaded. Maybe, maybe. John maybe. Oliver is pretty harsh on his. I mean, he just has one. But he's so week. goofy, but he's yeah. so goofy. That's fair. That's like right. he makes everything very silly. He does really love, great pranks. John Oliver, brilliant. He appeared in one episode of a kids show on Netflix, the the Who Was show or the Brain Brain show or something. My kids all think he like he's the talk show host. They know they reference him all the time. They have no idea who Stephen Colbert is or uh, Jimmy Fallon or any of the others the way we would have Johnny Carson or Leno, but because he appeared in that one thing the john oliver show is the thing for them but they can't watch it so. <laughs> on that note uh give them nightmares josh mm-hmm. do you want people to follow you and if you do where should they follow you uh they can follow me you won't see very much from me but certainly won't see follow- halloween costumes <laughs> touche touche that just hurts <laughs> if i could go back in time i might still do the same thing uh <laughs> at josh crew on twitter and probably and, on Instagram too. And Becky, where can people follow you? On Twitter at Paper BK Princess. And you can follow me at Pancake and the number four table on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow all of the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at FridayNightMoviePod.com or Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram. We are recording this a few days before the election. So I would say get out and vote. But oh, by the God. time this airs, you will have voted. So uh i hope you voted and so anxious is that the and um the naacp legal defense front 
fund and the Equal Justice Initiative will go on regardless of the election because their work is needed. So check those organizations out and support them if you like the amazing stuff they are doing. And then our theme song by What Does It Eat will kick in in post-production and the show is over. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.